Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing, and thank you very much for stopping in to have a chat here with me about all your stock market news and updates. We've got a little bit of everything on tap today, so uh, make sure you stick around to the end to to hear all of the uh, the exciting news that's going on out there. It is a wild ride, as it always is on the uh, on Wall Street and on Main Street. But um, yeah, first off, I did want to say. A uh, big shout out to a group member, uh, Glenn. He has uh, published his uh, book. It is now live on Amazon and it is free for subscribers for, I believe, today and tomorrow or free for members for today and tomorrow. So get over there to Let It Grow Investing uh, on Facebook and uh, make sure you uh, show Glenn uh, some appreciation for him sharing that uh, that book for us for free. It's a big uh, accomplishment for him. So uh, shout out to him. But uh, with that being said, we've got uh, a lot of different news going on out there. And uh, to keep up to date with that, again, over there on Let It Grow Investing on Facebook, also on Instagram. You can find me through the links in the description. Now we've, uh, man, we had a rocky day. We had a mixed start. I'll say a small loss in the morning. And we were waiting for those uh, the Fed minutes to basically come out and get uh, clarification from Jer- Jerome Powell as to what is going on out there, what's he seeing, what are they doing, and what is going to happen going forward. So he did come out and said that uh, the 75 basis point hike is in. We've got four of those now. I think we are up 3.5% uh, of rate hikes so far this year. And uh, we're looking to see where do we go from here? So ultimately, the general consensus among Wall Street and other analysts and investors was we're going to get a slowdown in rates going into December. You know, there's a lot of talk of uh, having done enough damage. The, the real estate market has corrected. The labor market is slowing. There's a lot of companies. Apple just announced that they are doing a hiring freeze. Uh, yes, there are some part-time seasonal workers for companies, you know, Target, Walmart, Amazon, those uh, typical retail names. They are hiring. They are hiring about as many as last year in a lot of cases. So we're seeing uh, some slowdowns on some of the the larger tech jobs, engineer jobs, uh, this, that, the other. Yes, retail is kind of that sweet spot right now. We're looking to see what companies are going to do with discounts going into the holiday season. I personally think we're going to have a uh, a war between consumers and companies as to who's going to shop where. A lot of people are saying they're not going to spend as much going into this holiday season. And then you've got all these different retail outlets that are going to have extra inventory as a lot of companies overproduced. So I think there's going to be some extra discounting. I think those uh, big box retailers are really going to drive to get people in the stores and have them put their money where their mouth is. Are they going to spend or are they going to save like they said they would? That's kind of what I'm thinking. 
And uh, I think at the end of the day, if the deals are too good to pass up, I think people are going to stock up on some stuff that they might not need or go a little bit overboard with, you know, the holidays, how we tend to. That's just kind of how it goes. And then worry about it later and pay off that credit card come uh, January, February. But uh, so the market turned a little uh, bullish there after that uh, announcement. The fact that we had these smaller rate hikes coming. And then we got the word soup from Powell and it just kind of fell apart. We had the NASDAQ close down 3.3%. It was a rough afternoon after some of these talks from Powell. And uh, let me just get back to what he said here. This was the, the critical moment for me. He just said that the risk of under tightening is, the, is greater than the risk of over tightening. So he would rather continue to hammer down and really beat this inflation problem to a pulp. He really just wants to drive home the point that they are not done until these inflation numbers come down. And they want that at 2%. He stressed that several times in this interview. Uh, so he also said, went on to say that uh, pausing is not something we're even thinking about. No sense that inflation is coming down. We keep looking for a softening, but it's not obvious yet. Uh, so he's saying that we're not seeing the numbers that uh, I think everyone else is seeing. The real estate market, the the hiring freezes, a lot of that demand has been taken out. The supply chain is pretty much restored. Yes, there are some spots where it's not the same as what it was. I don't know that it's ever going to be. I think a lot of these different, uh, even automakers, that's the one that came to mind off the top of my head. They got really used to selling vehicles for over sticker price. And I think a lot of that is getting to the point where it's baked in. I don't know that we're ever going to see thousands of dollars off of sticker price in the near future. Uh, I think they're just going to kind of keep creeping up these uh, stickers. And ultimately, we're going to pay that. I think that's going to be kind of the new model. There's probably going to be less haggling. Uh, maybe. Uh, that's kind of my thought right now. But Ultimately, we'll see going forward. Um, what else did he say? He said, uh, yeah, too early to talk about a pause or even a slowdown in rate hikes. This discussion, the discussion to maybe slow down the pace of hikes is only likely to begin in December. Um, so we're we're not even on that same page yet as to what the uh, the analyst had thought he was going to say. So we really didn't get that slowdown talk that uh, was kind of we thought was a, almost a guarantee. So that one really sent the market down into a, a pretty bad spiral, if you ask me. Now, I do think that a lot of the same things that have been working will continue to work. You know, when I'm looking at uh, regional banks or healthcare defense names, we've seen a lot of those do really, really well. And uh, even energy. Yes, there are some problems in the energy space. But uh, ultimately, there is a lot of demand, especially with what's going on in Europe and uh, kind of the energy crisis that they are in over there. So I'm still bullish on those areas. But uh, I will say that I kind of took a little bit off the table. I wanted to get into some of what I'm doing in order to take advantage of some of the things that are trending down right now. Now, uh, I'm looking at a Lockheed Martin chart that just happened to be what was on here when I pulled this screen up. And like I said, 
Uh, this one, I think we had this on an investing challenge. If it wasn't Lockheed, it was uh, L3 Harris. But uh, over the past month, Lockheed was at 399 on 10.6. And that's just where this chart pulled up here. And now we close today at 482.06. So we have gone up about $80 in a month. And man, I, I don't I don't know that I want to sell this one yet. This one is still in that sweet spot to me. We still need defense names. We've got a lot of contracts that were just awarded to Lockheed. We still have got uh, a lot of demand for their products around the world. It's not just here. It's a little bit of everywhere. So I don't think that this one is one that I want to get out of yet. So what did I sell? Uh, I did go ahead and sell some Caterpillar. Similar situation, but uh, it doesn't have that defense spending and the government spending behind it as much. I know there's some infrastructure bills. I know the countries are still looking to build and redo roads, but I really think that if a recession hits hard enough, they're going to put road projects on hold for a little while, maybe slow those down and not have as much in that way of uh, different new construction things that uh, Caterpillar is going to be in. So I thought that defense spending made a little bit more sense to stay with. Uh, so I did go ahead and trim out of uh, Caterpillar. Uh, not, but uh, maybe 7% of my position. Now, um, this one had gone down to the 170s, I believe, about a month ago, and it ran up after earnings. So I went ahead and sold some at uh, 215.75, and I'm pretty happy with that trade. It has been sitting in the 180 range, 190 range for a while now. And it really wasn't one that I was looking to sell. Um, again, I wanted to get some cash out in order to buy some other names that I thought were getting punished unjustly. Uh, another one that um, we've really been playing this volatility trend with has been Enphase. And I've talked about this, uh, this massive drop and gain in Enphase. Uh, man, I'd have to probably go back about three months to tell you this one, but, uh, I know previously I had sold this one at three, 300 ish. And this time I sold it around 315. So we did get down into the two forties in the meantime, we got down to 242. I'm looking at within the last month. So I sold some at 315, and I, I know I told you guys if it got down to the 220 range, I was going to be buying heavy. And if I had more cash on the sideline at that time, I would have bought heavy. Now, um, this one had grown back up to that 315, and I knew this is this is going to top out. We're getting way ahead of ourselves, and ultimately, that's exactly what it what it did. So it got up to 315. Uh, I happened to sell, uh, I had an actual, a limit order on this one to sell at like 313 and open of the market on Halloween. It got up a little bit past that. It sold immediately. I didn't have to think about it. I was out working, doing something. And, uh, this one just went ahead and sold. So I trimmed that position also probably, uh, maybe 5% of my position here and just, Wanted to scale back a little bit. It got into the top 10 of my names. I really don't want it there. Um, I like what they do, 
Uh, it's more of a speculative name for me. I'm still up over 100% from when I bought this stock. And uh, I want to be able to buy this trend again when it goes back down to the 250, 260 range. And I do think that it'll do that. So just be mindful as to what's going on out there. If you have a volatile stock, you can certainly play that to your advantage. Uh, this one, like I said, I'm, I'm not screaming to get back into it, but uh, I did want to take advantage of some other drops that were out there. Now, what were those drops? And it's actually a little bit against what I normally tell you guys, the industrials, financials, energy, healthcare, defense names that have been doing really well, or consumer staples even, those have been doing really well. But now what fell off the map? Uh, Google fell off the map. Uh, Amazon, NVIDIA, CrowdStrike. Those are the four names that I bought. And uh, Google, I was able to buy some today and it probably got crushed later in the day. But uh, I did buy some at 89. Where did we close? We closed at 87, call it. So that wasn't possibly the best price. But uh, that being said, I do want to buy some more going forward. And uh, NVIDIA, I was able to buy some in the 135 range. CrowdStrike, I added at 149. So I let that one come down a little bit. It's probably got some more room to drop. But uh, again, I wanted to go ahead and get back into these names and know that uh, it might be a longer road ahead, but uh, I don't want my Google position to be under my end phase position by market size or market value, I'll say. So I went ahead and did that. Uh, ultimately, I think these are going to be names that are going to outperform for the next five, 10 years. And I really want to build that position and average down while I can. So that's what I did. I, I sold out of uh, a couple positions that I've had for that a longer term and uh, really just wanted to put that those dollars to use other places. Now, if I didn't need the, the capital in order to buy the Google, NVIDIA, CrowdStrike, Amazon, I probably wouldn't have sold. Maybe I would have sold Enphase just because I think it got a little too high, a little too fast. But uh, Caterpillar, I probably wouldn't have touched. But uh, with that being said, that's just kind of how I wanted to take advantage of what's going on out there. I did not want to miss this opportunity uh, in these tech names. And granted, you know, they could go lower. And uh, hopefully I'm still able to take advantage of that dip as it uh, kind of keeps on dipping. So we're going to buy all the all the sauces on all the dips. And uh, we're just going to keep on investing for the long term. That's really what I want to do. And I don't want to be fearful about a 3% down day, I want to be able to take advantage of it. So that's why having cash on the side is so critical. As I've said before, uh, this past couple months, I've had some tax bills come up that have taken a lot of that excess capital or excess cash out of my pockets for that uh, those other plays. So I am trying to reallocate stock shares in order to be able to buy where I see fit. And uh, that's kind of what I've been doing here lately. So um, one that I wanted to buy today, and uh, I, we did have some earnings news out on this one. We still got a lot of earnings out there, was uh, was SoFi. And SoFi had a double beat. They still had a negative EPS. They were down $0.09 cents on EPS versus an expected down $0.10. Cents. So a slight beat there. But the revenue was uh, was important. The revenue, they had uh, $419 million of revenue in the quarter. It beat the revenue expected of 330 
So about a $89 million beat there. So that's pretty massive, uh, especially on that 330 base number that they were expecting. But uh, what was really nice to see is that they were able to upgrade their forecast for Q4. They were able to um, add 424,000 new members in the quarter, uh, 61% up. I believe that was year over year. I might be wrong on that. But uh, now they have a 4.7 million user base. So that is definitely nice. And uh, the fact that they're able to up their guidance for Q4, while all these other tech companies, and especially a lot of the growth companies are really, you know, saying, you know, it's it's looking pretty bad out there for us. We've seen that kind of across the board in, in tech names. So it's really nice that SoFi, a newer company, going through a lot of different changes, and uh, ultimately, everything that's going on with student loan forgiveness, this, that, the other has has hurt them. They are still able to grow. They're still able to uh, get those revenues up and add new members. So I'm definitely glad to see that. Um, we've also got Disney doing something new. And this one really got me excited as well. Uh, they are adding a feature to Disney Plus for the Disney Plus platform users to be able to shop for limited edition uh merchandise right on the app now this is a is definitely a nice feature um it's another way to drive more people to add to disney plus if you want those limited edition memorabilia or merchandise you have to be a disney plus user so i'm sure there's going to be some people that are resellers that are going to be trying to buy these and resell them for more i'm sure we're going to get some of those people onto the platform there's probably going to be more eyeballs on the uh, the Disney Plus shows and movies. And uh, it's just one thing that, you know, even a, a buddy of mine and I were talking, this is probably four or five years ago. This was about Netflix. And he had a, a, a very bullish case on Netflix at the time. And I think he almost 6x or 8x his money on Netflix at, the, at that point. And one of his thoughts was, that Netflix did not do enough to really mer sell their merchandise. They really weren't doing anything to get different um, materials out there for people that followed this show or that show. And it'd be really cool if they started uh, licensing that different inf um, the different products in order to really drive those sales and really maximize their user base and sell more products on the platform. Now, Disney's doing exactly what we had talked about four or five years ago on their uh, on their platform. And it's really cool to see kind of an idea that we had just, you know, kind of just talking actually come to light. So that's really neat to see. And I do think that it's going to drive more people to the, the Disney Plus. It's going to have more kind of use cases. They're going to sell more in the way of these limited edition items. You're also going to have a new a group of an audience coming in to be on the platform for those reasons as well. So kind of a triple uh, win for Disney, I'll say. That one was definitely something cool that uh, was really nice to see. We've got uh, Pepsi. They're releasing some new bite-sized minis that are basically, it looks like they're going to be in a Pringles can for uh, Doritos, Cheetos, Sun Chips. And another way to get uh, snacks on the go for uh, another way to sell more product. 
And uh, they've been doing pretty well as far as their organic growth. So that is definitely nice to see that they are trying to reinvent another way for people to buy their products. And speaking of Pepsi, they are expected to get those semi trucks from Tesla in the beginning of December. I believe Elon's going to be there at the uh, the unveil and the delivery of these Tesla semis. And then uh, Tesla also said that they are looking to start production on the Cybertruck at the end of 2023. So we'll see if that's actually going to happen. I know that's been pushed back about 15 times, if not more. So all uh, some different news out there going on. I know uh, also Uber. Uh, what happened with Uber? I believe they had an EPS loss and a... Yeah, let me just get to the article. That would probably be smarter. Uh, EPS down of, uh, minus 61 cents, missing expectations of 18 cents. So that's a pretty bad loss on EPS. They did have a revenue of 8.34 billion beating their expectations of 8.13 billion. So one beat one miss, um, Neo, they had delivered 10,000 vehicles in October, which is up 174% year over year, but down 7.5 percent month over month and they have delivered 92,493 vehicles so far in 22 up 32 percent year over year uh pfizer also had a beat of a 178 on their eps versus 149 was expected 22.6 billion dollars of revenue uh against 21.37 expected uh, I know Johnson and Johnson would agree to acquire a biomed for an up upfront payment of $380 per share, uh, for a $16.6 billion deal. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's probably enough to, to try to wrap your head around right here. We've got uh, a lot of different stuff going on, but, uh, stick around. I'm going to recap the investing challenge, uh, for what are we on week 45? We're going to get through that. And then uh, we're going to also talk about how that Webull portfolio is doing. So stick around and I will be right back. All right, guys, we are back. And uh, if you are not currently on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook, go over there, uh, get in the group and get involved, share up what uh, you guys find out there. If it's new earnings or something from the Fed or someone's doing a hiring freeze, if you could share that up. That would be uh, greatly appreciated. I really want to build out a, uh, a community of involved members that really want to share what's going on in the market and what's catching their attention right now. So follow the link in the description to uh, get involved in that chat over there. And uh, with that being said, I'm trying to pull up this Webull portfolio as to what's going on out there. So if you are looking to start a uh, an investing account, whether it be a side account or a retirement account, I've got some different links in the description to help get you started on Webull. If you're looking to do fractional shares or crypto, uh, E-Trade, they've got more on the way of uh, retirement accounts or custodial accounts. If you have kids and you're looking to build up a, a portfolio for them, you can do that over there. But uh, if you're in crypto, crypto.com, I've got some great offers over there to get uh, a lot of different shares for free simply by opening an account and depositing any amount of money. Plus the fact uh, we've got uh, Binance also. That's the uh, that's the last one that we've got. So I got this Webull account pulled up. We have uh, we added Tesla on Monday for the uh, the investing challenge for twenty two. That was week forty four's vote. Uh, that's what the group voted for. So that is why we bought that one. 
And uh, yesterday we were down, I want to say 10.5%. I'm looking at this today. We are currently down 14.5%. So definitely took a, a little bit of the wind out of our sails. Uh, over the past day, especially with what the, the Fed's got going on over there, and uh, a lot of the stocks that we are in, there, there are some high growth names in there. So I did expect our uh, investing challenge to maybe underperform what the, the broader markets did simply today. But uh, I do think that we will rebound a lot quicker when we get back to growth mode. So um, where do we got? We've got uh, right now, it looks like the the winning name so far this year is looking like Innovative Industrial which uh, is kind of surprising. We added that one uh, in week 42. So that one's actually up 13%. And uh, yeah, I think that's what we got there as far as the winner. This one always puts it out of order for me. It goes by profit and loss, not by percentage. But uh, so that one's doing well. And we've still got a lot of upside, plus that one's still going to give us about a 7% dividend. And uh, I would like to actually buy some more of that in my brokerage account. I've been kind of following that a little bit more. And I do like what they do over there. So uh, if you guys are playing along with that one, that one was a was a good pick. And I'm glad that we uh, went ahead and added that one to the portfolio. Now, uh, for week 45, we've got uh, we've got five different names. I know we've talked about these last time, but uh, one of the ones that I'm really looking to buy and where we are looking uh, strong right now is looking like we're going to be voting for Amazon. That is stock one of week 45. Now, Amazon, I think it goes without saying that uh, they are in that uh, retail segment. They've also got the web services and a lot of that cloud computing. So a lot of stuff that they are doing over there. Uh, they did have a miss and that one definitely hurt. But uh, I do think going forward, we're going to see a rebound in some of these names. It might, might not be right now. But uh, I don't think that this run for Amazon is over by far. So I'm still interested in adding that one. So thank you guys for voting on that. But uh, number two, if you are up for a different contender, we've got uh, ServiceNow. And they are going to be a uh, customer service, a business kind of powerhouse that's going to kind of do everything all in one, whether it be uh, your marketing or your emails or uh, accounting, everything you can do it under one umbrella. And more and more companies are saving a lot of money by using ServiceNow. So uh, they had a really strong quarter. They were able to up uh, quarter four guidance, which is one of the reasons that I added it here. And uh, one that should be trading higher as more companies catch on and they adopt more products and platforms within the ServiceNow uh, ecosystem. So uh, that PE is very high at a 423 but uh, I think that comes with the fact that it is a growth stock and the, the earnings is not quite there yet as to where they're going to be. But uh, this one did have a massive sell-off today of 6.18% uh, because it is a growth stock and things are getting more difficult for them. So if you think they're going to have a brighter future and uh, 22 different analysts say that this one has about 31.2% of upside, for an average price target of 515. We're currently at 392. So we got a good ways to go up if we were to buy that one. Uh, number three. And this one is another one that I've been buying that I was just talking about. And uh, I was actually buying it higher today. So 
now it's even cheaper. We've got uh, NVIDIA. We've got uh, NVIDIA is currently trading at 131.80 uh, after hours. And I think I bought it earlier today at 135. So it definitely did come down. I think we hit a high intraday of 138 and some change or 139 even. So uh, I did buy kind of in the middle of that range. But um, 32 analysts have an upside price of 195 on this one. So 48% of upside going forward. Uh, I do think a lot of the stuff going on with the Chips Act, a lot of stuff in autonomous and gaming and crypto and AI and everything else is really a, a driving factor behind NVIDIA. And it's really been pulled down too far, in my opinion. So I've still got the, the problems with uh, US-China relations as to what's going on in the chip space. And this one should do well going forward once we get a lot of that uh, you know murkiness out of the water. This one will come out on top. That's how I see it. So if you want to go ahead and vote for that one, that is number three on week 45 uh, over there on Let It Grow Investing. We've got uh, number four. This one also had a good quarter and they were able to raise their guidance. Plus, they increased their dividend 20%. So this one is Visa. The ticker is V and uh, we're currently trading at 29.6. And as I said earlier, if these uh, retailers are going to go ahead and discount their items because they have too much inventory, uh, will the retailers win or are the consumers going to win? Are they going to stick to the fact that they said they're going to spend about 20% less on uh, Christmas shopping this year? Or are we actually going to see um, them kind of you know retrace those words and go ahead and buy more because they're getting a discount and then worry about paying off the card later? Uh, ultimately I still think that consumers can't pass up a good deal. We might not be buying right now because what we want isn't on sale. We might kind of start seeing that, uh, change, uh, black Friday timeframe, if not sooner with a lot of the deals and a lot of the early holiday shopping that's out there. So visa, uh, I still think that we're going to weather a recession with visa. They've done it time and time again, and, uh, somehow they find a way to keep charging more for, uh, us using the card. Yes, if you're using it for points and all, it can be a great tool to go ahead and get some perks out of using the card. But when uh, things actually slow down, Visa is really going to get that interest. Now that all cards are above, I think the average is right around 23% on interest. So definitely a, uh, a great driver of a lot of profits for them and the fact that they have great margins, they have a great management team, and uh, one that I don't know that it's ever a terrible time to add. Uh, so that is number four, Visa, ticker V. Now, number five, uh, I'm still getting more and more bullish on the, the crypto space and the fact that it's consolidated so far, and we really haven't seen much of a breakdown when uh, when other growth stocks were falling apart. We've Yes, we had a breakdown. It's been quite a while now. Bitcoin, Ethereum have been trading in a very tight range. And I'm really thinking that we might start seeing them break out to the upside. So with that being said, number five for week 45 is Bitcoin, BTC. And uh, friendly reminder, we can buy fractional shares over there on Webull. Uh, so you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin, which uh, hopefully you know that if you've been around here for more than a day. 
Uh, you don't have to do that pretty much anywhere, but uh, especially on Webull, you can buy fractional shares of any of these names. So uh, if you're looking to start an account, please go ahead and use my link. We both get a little bit of uh, uh, some fractional shares or even full shares of some different stocks uh, randomly selected, but you are guaranteed to basically have uh, stocks credited to your account after starting using my link. So definitely appreciate that. And uh, with that being said, that's all I got for you guys today. So thank you very much for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. And uh, if you are really getting good value out of this podcast, if you want to go ahead uh, over to anchor.fm slash let it grow and contribute to the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month, you can do that over there as well. But uh, thank you guys for stopping by and I will catch you guys in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.